One, two, three. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the claps. You know what that means. It's time for another exciting edition of The Horus with your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, is my handsome co-host, Walter. so good. Walter, yeah, you, you, have, you haven't missed a step, Kevin. It's so great to be back. Uh, it is. A, a long, long gap in this one, and uh, we don't have to explain ourselves to you. But it's wonderful to see your face again. Yeah, same. Likewise to you, it was a long gap. I'm sure people know this is a tough time of year to coordinate anything because it's holidays, flu season, crunch season. It's just <clears throat> all all the seasons coming at you big time. Yep. Was, the seasons are a bunch of dicks and you're just in the bukake trying to make sure they all finish. Mm-hmm. The seasons have all procrastinated until the end of the year and now they're just trying to jump right down your throat yeah Mm -hmm. the seasons have been gooning for 11 months (laughs) now is is that like edging yourself or i thought gooning was just like slang for masturbation i really don't know what it is i just know that people get really grossed out when you say it so yeah it sounds it's like i no matter how you say it to me, it sounds like you're saying goon. And that just to describe anything around a penis is. I think disgusting. about it as like soccer players and hockey players. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where I'm familiar with the term goon is like mm-hmm. uh, a goon in hockey is like a guy that gets in fights on purpose. Yeah. Professionally. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like his job, like if I'm the star player and you check me too hard then we'll send in the goon or the enforcer to come in and get in a fight with you and yeah. just let you know that people are watching my back. <laughs> but the the goon has kind of gone away in hockey because now everyone has to be a kind of all-around player. You can't have a guy whose only job, his the, his contract is like, we'll get into X number of fights a year. <laughs> yeah. And also it's been appropriated by the masturbation community. So Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it makes me think like you're like really fucking going to town. Oh yeah, on big your time. dick, big boy. Time. <laughs> we we're coming back with the top tier content that people something, have been missing. Something I think is weird, and I <clears throat> I think about this every November. Why is No Nut November a thing? Why why do so many guys have to get on their social media and be like, yeah, um, ladies and gentlemen, I am just letting you know that I will be doing No Nut November this year, and it's just like. I could have lived without knowing that. Yeah, man. Let's just, we have a social contract where we just we don't really discuss that uh, publicly. Yeah, you know? it's just it's just a weird a weird thing that the people that do it feel like they really have to loudly announce that to everybody. It's just like, why? I could yeah. have lived without that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, but much like. Nothing uh, during November. Keep it to yourself in your own bedroom. Like, I don't don't care, man. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of keeping it to yourself in the bedroom, hey, we're talking yo. about the 2020 horror film Relic. Um, <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to tie that in, but no, nope, all right. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to give it away quite yet, but um, sure, sure, you sure. know, we'll give them a spoiler warning. 
folks, if you listen to the podcast, you know what it is. We are yeah. going to talk about the movie. If you haven't seen it. Why are you listening to this episode? You have to be really <laughs> bored to be like, I haven't watched this movie, but I want to hear these guys talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could consider the format of like spoiler free talk and then no going into spoiler talk. Yeah, people people tune in to hear us talk about No Nut November, yeah, gooning and uh-huh. the holiday season bukake. That's right, 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 right. <clears throat> that's then, what the listeners know. are here for. And if they get a good horror recommendation, that's just gravy. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's that's, that's the twentieth dollop of anyway. Um, <laughs> we it's moratorium on <laughs> on bukake talk now. <laughs> We're done. So this was Walter's pick. Um, He picked it way back in November, a month ago. Last time I watched a horror movie for the podcast was November 13th. So it's been exactly a month. Exactly a month. Yeah. Yeah. I watched this today, too. Me too. What a coincidence. It's... God, what a fucking month it has been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am looking forward to the new year and escaping... 2013 um it'll be good and i i'm gonna set more realistic movie goals for myself next year instead of 10 a month i'm gonna i'm gonna turn that down to five a month is gonna be my goal yeah yeah but you know i'm gonna be watching movies for the pod and this was one of them and this was uh you know kind of jumping into it right away a great pick i really had a lot of fun watching this movie I I gotta say, I never know what you're gonna like sometimes, and this, like, slow, uh, almost entirely female cast, uh, like, meditation on on aging and and losing your parents, I was like, this may be one of those ones where, like, Kevin just straight roasts me for an hour. Um, I didn't care for the ending. I feel like the ending Mm. is too on the nose. It's like, hey, did you... Did you miss the message from the first hour and 20 minutes? <laughs> We're going to make it explicit at the end. Don't tell anyone. It's yeah. like the <clears throat> the movie was really good, but the ending, I think, is where it, it kind of took a little bit of a nosedive. But I can look past the last, like, five minutes sure, of sure. this movie, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I this is the second time I've seen this one. I watched it uh, a few years ago when it, when it came out, I think, just because I heard good buzz around it. And... <clears throat> Yeah, I remember really liking it, but I couldn't quite remember why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so this was this was a, a pleasant a pleasant rewatch for me. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, now that I I wasn't a parent the first time I watched it, and I think that may have colored my experience with it a little bit. And uh, my parents are older since the last time I watched it, so that also had an effect on me. Boy, but, it happens to all parents. This is a yeah. Surprise keep, out there for our young listeners. Your parents will get old. They just keep fucking getting older. And my parents it, are still doing very fine. They're they're healthy and sharp, but it's it's just like ugh. The thing I that makes it's it coming someday. The thing that makes it the most shocking about your parents getting older is if you're someone that sees your parents really regularly, yeah. you notice it, but you're not hyper aware of it as if you're someone that like sees your parents once a year once every two years but it's like you'll see stuff like you'll see a picture of they'll be like oh haha here's you as a kid then you'll see you and you'll see your parents be like holy shit my parents are like (laughs) getting old yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i notice that my mom is always jacked when i hang out there because she's like 
I have so many things I need you to move and <laughs> things I need you to open, but not all the way. Just just enough that I can open it the rest of the way. It's like, cool. <laughs> Rad. The horrors is- of arthritis. <laughs> this is this is why you brought me into this world for this yeah. specific reason yeah you know it's the women are tough and independent until they need a jar opened <laughs> then look who they're coming back to yes, yeah come crawling right back <clears throat> i need him i need a man <laughs> where are you yeah that and fixing their torrent client <laughs> it's the two top requests mm-hmm um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I, uh, actually quite like the ending. So we'll, when we get to that, we can, we can tear into it. But, um, yeah, uh, I think it, this is a, a very kind of somber, quiet. It's only like, it, it's a tight 90 minutes. Uh, but it's, uh, very slow. And it, like the first hour is just like making you kind of feel sad about the inevitability of aging. Did we watch the same movie? I hope so. <clears throat> the first hour is uh, pretty scary. I don't watching this movie. There was never a moment where I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm really sad watching this." There was a lot of moments yeah. where I was like, "Wow, this is like a really effective way to scare the audience, or like a really creative way to scare us." I never got a I'm sad watching oh, yeah? this. Yeah, even though, like I said, the movie's theme is like very clear and apparent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think the performance from the grandmother really got me in some points where like because uh, it, it's meant to be someone ambiguous for a while whether or not like her mind is going or if there's something else supernatural going on and sometimes when you see those moments where like she like misses a beat or she calls the granddaughter by the wrong name like those little subtle moments like kind of chipped away at that made me like oh that's that's a shame that mm-hmm. yeah to to watch someone go like that, and it, and it's a great performance from the actress. Who like and the, like later in the movie with like the photo album, she has like a real breakdown moment that really got me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Those scenes are all really good, and I also agree that like for a while watching it, I didn't know if it was real, like the supernatural yeah. elements that were going on, if they were real or if they were in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really well done. Like that they leave it so ambiguous until like the last 20 minutes of the movie, 20, yeah. 30 minutes of the movie. It takes a little bit of a, like a hard left turn into like, yes, this is at, like supernatural is real kind of thing. Although still, I mean, I the, the metaphor of it is so heavy that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's hard to. Yeah, this is not an ambiguous movie. This movie, no. just like the learn to set boundaries movie we watched speak no yeah. evil um mm-hmm. these movies are like clubbing you over the head with their theme it's yeah uh, and it's it's a nice change of pace honestly i feel like mm. a lot of people will do this thing where they want their movies to be like really ambiguous and leave everything up to you the audience member but at the same time it's nice when a like a creative person has a message they're trying to get across or a point they're trying to make and they just fucking shotgun blast you with it and it's like you can't deny or pretend like you're not picking up what they're laying down. Yeah. I, yeah, I think this one, this movie especially is like trying to give you that feeling of like helplessness and, and, and the horror of like watching someone, you know, watching like your caretaker, your mother, like slowly turn into something else. That's 
maybe not even like what you would consider a person anymore. And like it, there's no, yeah, again, there's no subtlety to it, but it, it's, it really does a great job of making you experience that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so right from the beginning, the movie really sets a tone for itself that, um, it's going to be terrifying. You as a homeowner, yeah. when you see that bathtub oh. overflowing and the water running yeah. down the stairs, you're seeing that and you're thinking you're like, that's drywall. That's yeah. molding. That's paint. <laughs> that's, you know, maybe having to peel up some of my hardwood or laminate to make sure that it's mm -hmm. dry under there. That's a homeowner's worst nightmare right yeah, there. That is literally my first note as well. <laughs> it's just like, as a homeowner, this is terrifying. I live in constant fear that my bath will overflow. And just wreck my house. Yeah, that and smoke damage. You're just like, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Burning something on the snow and just letting loose a ton of smoke in here. And now I've got like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in our 30s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aggressively in our 30s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know you're in your 30s when you watch a game show and you finally understand how excited the contestants are to win appliances. <laughs> That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. I could use some when you're like, they want to, honey, check it out. They want a fucking washer and dryer. Do you see that <laughs> thing in the background? They won that. Um, so I bet they only have to run the dryer like one time. <laughs> <laughs> I bet all the clothes just kind of dry first dry. <laughs> so it's back, back to the movie. Um, the other thing this movie kind of, I think, establishes right away is it's a. Uh, it really is fairly subtle, I think, in the beginning with some of the points or some of the ways it like does horror. And the movie really wants you to be paying attention. That's what I got out of the first three mm -hmm. minutes of it with the kind of shadowy figure in the chair and, yeah. you know, grandma standing there doing her only fan shoot. <laughs> yeah. When when that came up, I was like, oh, shit, is there nudity in this? Is there are we going to see all the grandma in this one? Because I I knew you were gonna lay into me if I I you're a gilf guy it's fine <laughs> that's yeah through yeah. and through yeah we're getting older you've updated from milfs to gilfs yeah that's you know age ain't nothing but a number <laughs> and and the higher that number is the harder I get um <laughs> so another scene that's really good um, comes for me about ten minutes in. When the granddaughter, Kimmy, is in the Sammy. closet. Sammy, Kimmy, <laughs> basically the same name. Yeah. Um, but when I think she might call her kidney, uh, Kimmy at one point accidentally. We're both, I'm losing my mind and you're stroking out. Yeah. You're calling people kidney. <laughs> I, yeah, I am so fucking tired right now. <laughs> but the... The scene where she's um, in the closet and she hears like stuff wrinkling and you don't know if she's going to like move some clothes mm -hmm. and see like a face. That's kind of what I was expecting there. So I really appreciated that she moves it and it's like nothing. A really good like kind of play on your expectations for that scene. Yeah, you, you keep expecting them to like find the grandmother in the house already, like mm -hmm. uh, yeah, tucked away in the corner behind the clothes and stuff. It. It is interesting how long it kind of plays out where they they don't know where she is. Yeah. And then, you know, when she comes back, she just shows up. It's just, like, yeah, 
not ambiguous. Another another scene I wanted to note is uh, the noise in the walls. Why didn't they think to call anybody when they hear like pounding in the walls? Not like that's not that's not a warabee. It's like <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would they think that noise is when they hear that? Yeah, I I feel like if I heard that, I'd be like either pipes, but but more likely that's like rats or something, or or you know those vicious vicious wallabies. Yeah, those are big uh, rats to make that kind of yeah. sound. Yeah, I, I would guess be so. calling like the fire department, like uh, I think, you know, my grandma's missing. Maybe she's stuck between the walls. Yeah, I don't know. Australia has some an, wild building codes. This is an old house. Like, who knows what's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's that's yeah, just a, a weird a weird note that it's like the character is just like, eh, that's a weird banging noise. Oh well, back to bed. <laughs> yeah i yeah i don't know how you could just go back to sleep with that going on i every time i hear my ice maker i'm like well i should probably like make sure there's not an intruder in the house you gotta go the jim gaffigan route of just you know pulling the blankets above your head and like can't kill me if i'm asleep <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't considered that it's a good point it's a good point so um grandma shows back up she's making tea and anytime the daughter or granddaughter kind of ask her what's going on, she refuses to really kind of answer the question. Yeah, just kind of deflects. And, but like seems perfectly lucid at first mm-hmm. and, and normal and just like, why are you all, why are you all worrying, worrying about me? Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, you're 80 and you were gone for like four days at least. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. I mean, everyone's parents are different. I feel like my parents recognize their own mortality and are not like, when we check in on them, are not like, you know, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I think they're pretty aware that it's like, oh, my body's deteriorating. My kids yeah. want to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> at any moment, this whole thing could just shut down. It's, yeah. It's it's nice to to have your children care about you that much. Let's, let's just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Grant. And something I was really shocked about, so the movie's name is Relic, and I kept waiting for some relic to pop up in the movie that was, like, the source of the haunting. Mm, And I for sure thought Grandma was giving her granddaughter a haunted-ass ring, that she was going to, like, spirit vampire her via the ring. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that that, the ring comes back in one scene, but it's not, it does feel like it's something that's going to carry through. Mm-hmm. And and be significant and yeah it's I know I we'll get into it spoils in the end but like what the actual like supernatural threat is is not what I would have expected going in yeah yeah same it's something you would never think of and I mean I think that that's really like the you know I'm a big fantasy book guy mm-hmm. and the fantasy creature the lich usually will hide its soul in an item you're uh think voldemort think isn't that his name voldemort voldemort yeah he hides his soul in horror cruxes Uh, in the book yeah they're yeah they're split in like things i think liches it's yeah liches it's a it's called a phylactery where they store their soul usually usually it's like a vase or like a jar or container of some kind but if you think about it it's like a magical possessed item or like a creature of evil could hide itself could be something inane you mm-hmm. know a cup 
or a stained stained glass window in this case. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I I really appreciated that. That's like they make a very big point of having Grandma give her this ring, and you think that like the ring is going to tie into the story somehow. And I, I feel like that's something this movie does really well is kind of like play on your expectations of what the you know the monster like the horror is going to be in it. Yeah, it's and like we talked about the the first hour is uh, somewhat of a slow burn of like whether or not it's supernatural or not. Once we finally kind of get to what the real horror is and it's it's way like this, I kind of forgot how kind of grody this movie gets towards the end um and and i mean oh, like in in terms of i don't want to spoil too, well fuck it we're in spoiled territory now yeah. um <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're 30 enough. minutes into the movie they're gonna be like no they're spoiling yeah we you heard that we liked it go watch it um yeah uh, when like sh- like she's stabbing herself and skin's peeling off and like her legs breaking and snapping back into place like it's it's a lot more visceral than I expected mm-hmm. um, after the first half of the movie, but I, I think like all uh, it doesn't feel like sh- like shocking for the sake of su- shocking. It it's yeah, yeah it, the, it feels like a progression. The skin peeling off thing at the very end I felt was gratuitous. It's not even gory. It's like yeah. the effect on it looks I think kind of bad, and oh, it's yeah. just it's one of those scenes where it's like why is this here. Like, mm-hmm. I almost would have rather that they found her as the shriveled up, you know, darkened creature um, versus like the scene of her peeling away her mother's aging skin and revealing her as like this frail old woman. It's like, oh, we get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is this is like the part of the video game where or the part of the movie where it's like they look at the camera and tell you exactly what's happening. It's like. I'm not, I don't need this. I'm not a smart person, but I'm also like not room temperature IQ. Like I can follow <laughs> what's happening in this, in this movie. And I think that if, if when they like had come through the wall at the very end, when grandma comes through the wall, she's like the shriveled up husk. And you know, her mm-hmm. daughter recognizes her as just like an old woman. I feel like that would have been maybe a little bit better than like the, the last yeah. five minutes of what we got. I I get your point. I I think it I think it works and is kind of important for that character to like uh, he's just manually stripping away and like releasing the her like idea of who her mother was and like mm-hmm. that that per, that version of her is is dead now and like this this blackened weak like apparently nonverbal husk that is underneath it is like all that's left of of this woman but she like like she pulls away the like the woman she loves and still loves the what's left of the thing beneath it so i think again and not a subtle thing i don't i'm not saying that went over your head or anything but i i think it for uh, from an emotional standpoint that worked for me and especially with um the, i think the name the character's name is Kay. she's so like uh cold through the whole movie or like very stiff and and or like trying to keep things like inside and like i don't know that felt like a very emotional raw like outpouring thing of of like how tender she is strip and doing this very disgusting horrifying thing yeah and i mean it's one of those things that 
I get that. But I also think it's when you are an adult and you're confronted with these adult situations like, you know, recognizing your parents' mortality, especially in their final moments where it's like, yeah, you do kind of need to be a little bit, I don't want to say stoic, but a little bit detached from it because there is a lot of going through the motions that like society and the world still expects you to go through. Yeah. It's not fair. And it's something that plays out with her. You know, she can't get out of work. You know, her Mm -hmm. job is still asking her to do stuff. And it's like, that is just how society has always been. I mean, even if you go back to the days of your, you know, the wood wasn't going to magically appear (laughs) next to your hearth back in the day. Um, You know, somebody had to go out and feed the goats. So it's like, it's just a a part of life that there are times where you need to be kind of detached from it. It sucks, but it is what it is. And I, I do think that the women in this movie all did give a really good performance. I kept checking to see if this was an A24 movie (laughs) after seeing the ending. Cause I was like, this feels, this is the most, this is like the closest a24 knockoff i've seen was watching this one so <laughs> yeah um but yeah i thought yeah the it's it's mostly these three ladies in a house with like very few supporting characters and i yeah all three of them are are really there's good yeah <laughs> well i don't like I'm, that i don't like that rice smile that's that's coming across your face you, you know what i'm thinking well, I, mean, I yeah i we can move on um <laughs> we- uh, so, but um, yeah, the the three leads uh, all did a great job, I think, and and each like have a very different role to play. And like I mentioned, Kay is like just trying to like deal with the stress, but like stay strong. Sammy is much more compassionate, but is and it's. And, and, I mean, it is. Yeah, it's. I us having gone through our twenties, it's like it's very easy to relate to Kay. Yeah. Um, and be like, oh yeah, why doesn't why don't you let grandma move in with you? Why are you being such a bitch, mom? <laughs> yeah. And as you get older, you start to realize that like, no, there's definitely things that happen with older individuals that it's like I'm not equipped to deal yeah. with. And just logistically, I can't take care yeah. of them. And yeah, yeah, because it's like you know. Maybe I don't think we've talked about this. My grandmother was 103 when she passed away earlier oh, this year. Right. Yeah, and it's right, like yeah. there was no way. I mean, her oldest child is 87. So right. it's like, is he gonna take care of grandma? The <laughs> almost 90-year-old? It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just it it a lot of stuff for it just didn't make sense. The youngest is uh Let's see, 63? Oh, a, a babe. A yeah. wee babe in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you know, fit as a fiddle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's just, it's it's one of those things that's like, I feel like it's very easy when you're young to think that putting your parents or grandparents in like a, you know, assisted living facility is the cruelest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you start to realize that it's, they don't, they want to be around people that can still relate to them and their experiences. And there is like a certain bonding that happens in those places or a certain level of friendship that old people can make with each other that, you know, if they're living with you, you're going to be going through your normal life and you're going to be having your friends who are, Mm -hmm. you know, a third their age around and can't relate to them. They're like, your grandmother's she's killing the vibe dog. 
We're trying to smoke this bong, and your grandmother's asking us she, to put on show tunes. She keeps coughing, like really aggressively coughing, and like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, I, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say I, that there is a, like, a, a point where uh, Sam offers to move in with the grandmother. And then she like latches on to that idea. The uh, the grandmother latches onto it and like keeps mentioning like can't wait for you to move in. And there's like a scene where you like see it on Sam's face where she's like, oh, I've I've been off more like a chew on this yeah. one. Like it's like I didn't realize the scope of what of like how far Gran has gone. Yep. When I offered that, yeah. And it's uh, there's a couple times where I'm like, why haven't they called the cops? Because it's clear that. Grandma is not well and like needs help that these two women are not like capable of providing. Yeah. And <clears throat> another scene that really sticks out to me is about an hour in after we find out about like the fucking torture closet where she's like, oh yeah, the locks on the outside <laughs> of the closet door and Sam just saunters in there. It's like, Sam, <laughs> yeah. what do you at least put a chair in front of the door, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do yourself something to make this a little bit more difficult. <laughs> Yeah, put put some tape over the the like Watergate. It, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there's there's a lot of ways that you could not end up in the shadow dimension, the liminal space, the, the yeah, the back room. I think is what yeah. the Zoomers call it. I the, the upside down. Um, yeah, and I really I really like all those scenes where Sam is trapped in the the torture closet liminal space, and you yeah. know the. The camera perspective is shifting. Sam will be crawling on her back in one scene and kicks through a wall and it twists. And then you find out she wasn't crawling on her back. She was standing on her feet and sliding through a really narrow hallway after the camera. She's like, just really mm-hmm. cool, really disorientating to like, you know, s- symbolize how disorientated Sam feels about her grandmother losing her mind. <laughs> Oh, is this is this the voice we're going to use now for the yeah, rest? Well, it's just it's like I said, the movie is not yeah. very subtle, and so it's no, just it's like, not. Yeah, hmm, interesting. But <laughs> those were really good scenes, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that, like, a lot of my notes are like, "Wow, this is scary," or "Holy shit," or mm-hmm. you know, exclamation point, "Fucking leave!" Like, this movie <laughs> does a good job of being scary. Well, let's yeah. let's make sure that that comes across. Is this movie is this movie is scary? Yeah, I I was really struck in in like the last twenty minutes. Of like, oh, this goes to a very this is much scarier than I remember, and or, it like, it, it, and I we talk about this all the time. I don't get that scared with movies right anymore. But this one was like, oh boy, that is like it's two like separate stories going on. Where like she's lost in the strange house, but then also Gran is like starting to tear her own. F- skin off and you're just like mm-hmm. those are i can't handle both of those things happening well, at the same time another thing that really sticks out to me is like an hour and 10 minutes in you know right after we get the kind of camera perspective shifting stuff and grandma has escaped from the flooding bathroom that she was put in and uh the daughter's chasing grandma through the hallways and you just hear the slap of grandma's wet feet mm-hmm. as she waddles down the liminal space hallway and she's always just out of frame. You can hear her footsteps, but you can't see her. And then yeah. you come around the corner and see her and she's just like slicing up her own face with the knife. And you're just like, Whoa, yeah. The, yeah, grandma, chill. It's so fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, my note for that one is, holy shit, what a wild ride. Grandma's wet feet. Slap, slap, slap. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I have to say. I, I Except, like, she fucking wails on her mom with a pipe. I'm sure that's just cathartic. Fucking, I'm, sure yeah. deep, I'm sure deep down inside of her, that released a lot of, like, built-up trauma. Yeah, that's how she's able to come back and show compassion. It's like, all right, I got through... The, the like aggression that's been building up for for years there's been a lot of uh strain strain in our relationship for past couple decades it seems like i really need to do that now i can come back and be like let's peel your face off mm-hmm. i'm gonna peel you like an onion onion grandma <laughs> <laughs> because i love you mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, I think we've talked about the ending and the stuff that kind of leads up to it. And yeah, something I mean, about I, this I guess... movie that I, I really appreciated, like I said, was kind of the liminal space horror, mm-hmm. you know, the never ending, twisting, confusing maze of hallways. It really reminds me of the Silent Hill game that came out a few mm, years yeah. ago, the demo. Oh, I, oh, it's oh like I never played that one. Yeah, You would but, just uh, walk yeah, through yeah. a hallway and every time you solved one of the puzzles and walked through the hallway, it got like it, uh, just a little bit different. I thought that right. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I uh with the like last moment too where like uh Sam notices the like dark blemish on her mom's shoulder too. Yeah. Uh also My parents creepy. are gonna get old. <laughs> yeah, I know. The cycle continues. Oh no. Yeah. We can't Again. stop the horrors of time. <laughs> yeah. Again, not subtle, but yeah. still just like Ugh, yeah, a, a chilling way to end, and and for Sam to be like, I've, I've we've gone through this whole thing. I'm just now coming to terms with the fact that I'm laying on the bed with this little uh grand gro- grand goblin, and now like, oh, I'm gonna have to peel my mom's face off someday. Yeah, and, and I really yeah, and I appreciated that the movie like makes a point of saying that it's like the stained glass window. That is, you know, the source of this haunting or horror because we see an end shot of it like covered in mold and blight. And yeah. it's like a very cool little symbol of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't understand kind of the takeaway of the stained glass, how that ties in with like your parents getting older, other than it's a physical relic from, you know, great grandpa that has passed through the family. Yeah, I'm not sure if there was anything else, cause it, it didn't seem like there was a, like a picture within the glass yeah. that, that had it was just a forest. Yeah. Was that it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that maybe that may be the one subtle image that, <laughs> that flies under our radar. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, that final shot works of it encroaching on that, that kind of like the colorful space with, the blackness of it or yeah it's, it's a weird somewhat bittersweet ending Mo- mm-hmm. more bitter than sweet but yeah yeah and like i said kind of overall i really enjoyed this movie i think it's a very easy recommend and i think yeah. it's like an easy four out of five like the the ending being so like hey here's the takeaway reminder mm-hmm. hello did you miss this it's like I can guarantee you in the phone era of home movie watchers, 
you need something like that sometimes. You you really need to like yeah. let your audience know what's going on. Even though I think I think this movie does not work if you're dicking around while it's on. Like this is not a child's play. Like child's no. play is a movie yeah. you can very comfortably be like laying on your back on your phone <laughs> with the movie on in the back and be like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm just gonna strangle with those little ass hands, Chucky, you idiot. <laughs> Stubby little fingers. Yeah, this is a movie yeah. you can't do that for. Yeah, I think like I said earlier, like it's it's more about like making you feel the experience of like losing a parents or like a parents losing their mind and and like if you just get to the end and just like oh so she was just like a a little black elf creature underneath it all all mm-hmm. right whatever that's the you kind of need that build up to to the catharsis of it yeah and based on our uh, listener metrics um, I think that given the average age of our listener, most of them have uh, real life experience with this movie. So, yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think if our audience was mostly Zoomers, they wouldn't get it. But our audience is like very solidly millennials and elder millennials, so they'll they'll get it. Yeah, yeah, um, it's 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 going to happen to all of us someday. Yeah, yeah we have uh, one listener that's sixty five plus, and I just want to really? say. Wow. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Podcast yeah. Granddad, for That's listening awesome. to us. <laughs> yeah. We gotta get our gotta get this email up and going or or Twitter yeah. or something. something. Reach out to us, folks. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, I, I feel like this is a very easy recommend. I really enjoyed this movie. You really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, definitely. If I, made I it, remember now I like it. Yeah. If you've made it 45 minutes into this podcast and you still have not watched it or thought about watching it. You've done yourself a disservice. We were um, we were so clear that it was good, guys. Yeah. We set it up front. Yeah, maybe <clears throat> next next time at the start of the episode, we'll just before we even talk about Bukake, um, yeah. we'll just say, watch it, don't watch it. We're gonna save you yeah. a bunch of time. But yeah. no, seriously, this was a great movie, and I really thank you for recommending it or picking it. Great. I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad I watched it again. It's like I said, it's it's a it's a tight ninety minutes, and it's it I think explores uh, something that horror doesn't like touch on a, a lot. And, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. something I've been thinking about more and more too. Is just that you know, on my for the radio show I do, um, I wrote a blog post a while ago about like how easy it is to fall into this pattern of like getting out of stuff as an adult by just saying you're busy to people when someone's like, yeah. you know, Hey, come by my barbecue. And you're just like, uh, like your podcast for a month, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, two way street. Uh, yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it is really easy to continually do that. And then you're going to turn around and realize that like this person's not around anymore or right. something. And it's like, it's, it's just an easy cycle. I feel like there's a, a consequence to flaking out that you don't realize the consequence until it's like too late. Yeah. I feel like this movie, you know, makes mention of that in a couple scenes where the daughter's like, Oh, sorry. I haven't been around mom. I've been busy (laughs) living in Melbourne. (laughs) Well, she always calls her mom by her first name too, which, Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird when people do that. Yeah. I don't, my my son recently learned my name and it's it's strange. I it's strange. I think that there was one time as a kid 
I called my mom by her first name instead of calling her mom. And she was like, don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, lesson learned. Yeah. I will lock you in the liminal space closet if you dare. Did your parents lock you in a closet as a kid? Did you have any sort of barbaric, uh, no, I, esoteric punishment? <laughs> no, they, uh, no, I never had anything like that. I don't, I, I think they were, they were pretty chill in, in, in that respect. I mean, I, I guess if, if that's the bar. <laughs> yeah, I think. I was seven, yeah. I only got spanked one time as a kid. It's because I was playing with fire and it's like, you know, I get it. You yeah. Know, I get it. As an yeah. adult now. Yeah, that's something that's maybe you need a, a reminder. You really shouldn't be playing with fire. Maybe mm. that should be a traumatic memory. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say there's justifying for spanking, but like, I understand in that case, I understand why that was the one time it happened for you. <laughs> yeah, I think usually what I got, I was a hard kid to ground because I liked reading. Yeah. Um. So it's like, how do you ground a kid that's like, you want me to just stay in my room? Perfect. I got a, yeah. I got a slew of Captain Underpants books in there. Yeah. I want to be having a grand old time. <laughs> so it was usually my punishment would be like I'd be grounded with like no toys or books. Right. And something that's tough the older you get is a week of being grounded as a kid feels like eternity. Mm-hmm. A weekend as a, a, a being grounded as an adult, you're like, yeah, that's just going to my job. It's just, yeah, I ground myself for eight hours a day, five days a week. <laughs> yeah. And I do it so I can survive. But, yeah. But, but yeah, as, as an adult, it's like kind of crazy how fast week to week things go. But as a kid, that feels like eternity. You're just oh, like, yeah, holy yeah. fuck. You want me to do nothing for a week? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> Calling CPS on you. This is outrageous. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The other big takeaway I hope our audience has from this movie is I've said it a bunch of times, buy a flashlight, go to, <laughs> go to Amazon and type in O light, the letter O L I G H T and order whatever light fits your budget from that company. Just <laughs> there's no reason anymore to be only using your cell phone as your light when you're trapped in the, <laughs> the fucking shadow realm, put on your headlamp. If I were in there, I'd have my headlamp on. I'd have my Leatherman out. I'd be like, mm-hmm. "All right, we're gonna make, we're gonna just use my yeah. little hacks on my Leatherman." <laughs> I was gonna say you're, you're like a gonna... contractor, and then just like, "I think we can take down this wall and be out I'd here like, in no time." I'd be like, "Grandma, you have a lot of mold in here. We're gonna need a specialist <laughs> to take this out." <laughs> yeah, because I got all these masks left over. Let me just double up on this. Yeah, yeah. Do you Don't know how easy it would be to get out of that all that shitty, wimpy ass Australian drywall? With oh, just yeah. your serrated knife on your Leatherman, you'd just be zipping right through that. You'd be like, Mom, I cut a nice door for us to leave the liminal space. <laughs> yeah. We each have our own one. We can, it's fine. Yeah, and Christmas is coming up. So, you know, a nice Leatherman and a headlight, that's everyone's <laughs> dream for Christmas. It's true. Man, woman, yeah. or child. Mm-hmm. That's, that covers all the bases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um... Speaking of covering all the bases, I feel like we've put a bow on this movie. We've put the kibosh yeah. on it. Yeah. Any other movies you've been watching recently? Anything else? Uh, the only real one that I've had time to watch really, I, I did see uh, Thanksgiving in uh, in theaters a few weeks ago. I heard. I'm uh, super jealous. You got to see that. 
Oh yeah. Have you not had a chance yet? I you know, I pay for the Regal Movie Pass Ultimate Unlimited. I haven't been going and seeing movies. Um it's winter time yeah. here in Fairbanks and it's like it's dark. We get like three hours of daylight. And I feel like I've had a little bit worse seasonal depression than usual this year. So it's been like work home, work home, work home. I've sure. not been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching a lot of YouTube, a lot of video essays, mm. which is always fun mm, to yeah. hear kind of what other people think about movies or how they approach movie critique. Um, so that's been fun. But yeah. I do need to go and see some movies. I saw The Boy and the Heron. Um, oh, how was that? It was okay. I feel like if you're yeah. going to watch a movie about like overcoming the loss of a family member, watch Relic. <laughs> Skip yeah. Boy and the Heron. Um, it's, I don't understand the hype around the movie. It felt like it needed 10, 20 minutes more runtime for them to really like connect some of the story bits because the movie almost feels like vignettes with how the story progresses. There's some stuff that happens in the story where you're just like, huh? This yeah. is out of this is so out of character for this person. Like, how when did this come up? Did I mm -hmm. did I fall asleep? What's going on? <laughs> but the visuals are beautiful. Um, it was okay. If you're yeah. if you're a Miyazaki head, go and see it. But I yeah. feel like if you're someone that really enjoys like animated movies, I feel like there's better ones out there than this one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I yeah I. I've only seen a handful of Miyazaki movies, so I wasn't running out, to, uh, rushing out to see this one. But I want to see the new Godzilla movie so fucking bad. I've I, heard it's I good. I hear it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was hoping to get a chance to see that one last week, but I, I got too busy. That's yeah. The one really nice part about my job is I get guaranteed time off for the holidays, so I'm gonna have mm, ten yeah. days off for the holidays. Six nice. of those being paid days off, so that's fucking killer. Um, nice. so I'm going to try and see a bunch of movies during that. I really want to see the Godzilla movie. I really want to see, uh, Wonka, Timothy Chalamet's Wonka. Mm -hmm. course, I feel like, uh, it's going to be a disaster, but I feel <laughs> obligated to see it as a mm, Jack Skellington, Willy Wonka kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, surprisingly, that is you to a T. Yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka was an emo icon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I also really want to uh, see the holdovers. It looked pretty cool. Uh, I don't the know Paul Paul Giamatti, um, Paul Giamatti. Oof, I really butcher that name. He's he's Italian. Who cares? Um, but Paul Paulie G's new film. It's like a dramedy about like a hmm. curmudgeon teacher that has to spend time with like the class clown. It, it looks fun. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a trailer or anything for that. So, um, yeah. How was uh, Thanksgiving? The movie? Oh right, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I'm not a huge Eli Roth fan. Um, but I I actually uh quite enjoyed this one. Um, it, it's kind of a not taking itself too seriously classic slasher. It 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 definitely has like it's it's wearing some scream influences on its shoulder for sure. Oh yeah. I picked up from that watching the trailer. Yeah. Um, and I like there's one thing I know is like there's a lot of characters and a lot of kind of like loose ends that don't get wrapped up that I feel like are there sort of as red herrings, but also as like 
this might be a franchise. Like we could. It's going to be maybe. the new Terrifier, I think. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, o- overall, it's it was definitely a pretty solid, fun little slasher. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I I'd recommend it. I you know you don't have to rush out to see it in theaters uh, before it goes, but once it comes to streaming, I think it's worth checking out. Anything else you've seen? Uh, not really. Uh, yeah, that's about it. It's been been a busy month. Yeah, I'm not on your movie spreadsheet, so I can't keep track. How many how many are you up to for this year? Uh, rough I am at I'm at 177. Oof. Yeah. Oof. You're killing it. <laughs> um, I, was since hoping, I, I was hoping to make it to 200 this year, but it's it's not looking likely at this stage. Yeah, since I track all of mine on Letterboxd, I have not gotten my wrap up for this year. Mm. Um, but I am curious to see what it's going to be. Yeah. Let's see. Um, hmm. Other things. I found out that my uh, 18-year-old nephew and I had the same top artist for our Spotify wrapped this year. So I've got to be oh, wow. uh, rethinking things in my life after that. <laughs> you got your finger on the pulse. Of yeah, I guess games. I'm I'm too old to be listening to music where my nephew sends me a text that says, you know, yo, Uncle Kev, your Spotify wrapped lit A F F R F R O N G. Where it's just like I recognize what some of this means, but Yeah. I just replied I, to him with the stone the stone face, the Pelu Island emoji. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. My uh, my son is super into the musical Hamilton and just How? fucked me and my wife's Spotify in the face. Who introduced him to that habits. slop? <laughs> my I I am so so thankful that he has latched on to Hamilton and we're not listening to fucking Baby Shark. A hundred. I times. would rather listen. Baby Shark's a banger compared to the Hamilton soundtrack. Uh, listen to it. Twice in a row, and you're going to claw your goddamn earbuds out. I, I'll put um, on a Baby Shark 10-hour mix right now. <laughs> you, I, are, are you okay? Has the wife left you? Because she's going to. My spe- she loves that song, too. My specific form of autism makes it so that's a... That'll fly by. <laughs> yeah, you're out of your goddamn mind. Um, but yeah, point being, our, our Spotify was only that uh and then my wife has some taylor swift in there um so um did your wife see this taylor swift movie do we talk about that she did yeah she took our our son to it oh nice what um, did she think yeah she liked it a lot yeah she, yeah she's, I, she's a big swifty i documented the whole thing of me watching it yeah um it was it was fine i don't i have not listened to any of her music since seeing the the movie i felt like i got my lifetime of taylor swift listening in during a four-hour concert yeah. yeah i feel like we've talked about this every every week but like she seems fine i don't i, yeah. I have no strong opinion about it yeah it's I call not really my music i call them swiftoids instead of swifties yeah. or swifters yeah. i find a new a new way to bring it up to people that really like her and they always correct me and i'm just like i know i know what you're called <laughs> um Cool, yeah. Well, that's it. I don't have any other media yeah. recommendations. Uh, um, I, don't so. from, I haven't had time for anything lately. Yeah, buy, buy people in your life that you love flashlights. Um, it'll, it might save their yeah. life. 
and sit down and watch Relic with them. So. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know I said that earlier, but it is, folks, I'm going to say one more time, spend time with the people in your life that are important. Because yeah. it is very easy to tell yourself you're busy and you just are too tired to see, you know, X person in your life and they might not be here. So, yeah, it's it's a fickle thing. Life it can can go very suddenly. Mm hmm. Yeah. My dad like, but liked anyway. to say life's a bitch, then you die. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, straightforward to the point. <laughs> but count on us coming back next uh not week, but maybe a week. Who knows? You know. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, you know, we went to the We'll be back with another pick. We went to the podcast corner store to buy milk and cigarettes and uh <laughs> Well, what do you know, kids? It's the holiday season and we're back. <laughs> hey. The dollar store was on the way, so I've got lots of presents. <laughs> oh, we bought you girl shoes and your our our son. Oops. Uh, <laughs> Once they get dirty, that... you can't even tell. It's fine. <laughs> Let me put my cigarette out on these. You won't even notice. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so it's my turn to pick. Yeah, um, let's hear it. My pick is Annihilation. I saw the trailer okay. for Alex Garfield's new film, Civil Gar War. Garland. Gar Garland, Garfield. <laughs> whatever you know i feel like this happened the last time we talked about it. i think it did i think he's a good writer but yeah. i think the movies he has directed have been not great ex machina i think he directed that but he was not credited as the director for ex machina and it was mm. fine mm. annihilation was the other one ex machina but uh Interesting. annihilation i think i was a little cold too yeah, and it, Annihilation, I remember having some scenes that, like, visually are really cool and, like, the kind of setup for it's cool, but just something about it didn't work for me. So I'm I'm excited to rewatch yeah. that one and see if I still kind of feel the same. Men was a... <clears throat> men was a wet yeah. fart. That was a we, we dumpster about fire men, yeah. of a movie. Yeah. So... That's, I, I... Yeah, it's got a fucking wild ending and then has a bunch of other stuff going on that the, uh, doesn't quite work. The premise for his new movie, Civil War, is that the states California and Texas secede from the United States and start a civil war with the United States. And it's like, first of all, this motherfucker is turbo British. If he thinks that <laughs> Texas, I mean, he is a British person, but he has like zero yeah, yeah. idea of American culture. If he thinks the state of Texas and yeah. the state of California see mm -hmm. eye to eye and enough stuff to be like, fuck the federal government. We're leaving. Yeah. And then the other thing that's mind blowing is they are not close to each other. It's no, not like yeah, this... I would, I would understand like California and Washington where it's like, it's only the, the wimpy state of Oregon separating the two, <laughs> a state ready yeah. to collapse at any moment from a strong breeze. <laughs> but there's a lot of land between California yeah. and Texas. New Mexico is hefty. It's, yeah. It's a big boy. Yeah. And Arizona gives so little fucks about the rule of law that they don't have daylight savings time. You know, yeah. they, oh. they're not changing their clocks in that state. They're like, yo, rest of the world. Fuck you. We're Arizona. What, what, We're the uh, sunshine state, bitch. 
What a fucking dreamland that is. I hate daylight savings time so much. Or is, is Arizona the Sunshine State? Or is that Florida? I thought that, I think that's Florida. I think that's Florida. I'm going to Google this one. Arizona is the what state? The Grand Canyon State. Uh, yeah, they don't have a cool, like Alaska's the last frontier. Yeah. They don't have a cool thing. They're just, I'm Arizona, bitch. <laughs> yeah. We got a giant fucking crater. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, what up? Um, Anyways. (laughs) We forgot the most important part of this whole podcast. The whole reason why we started. Walter, if you were in this movie, how do you think you would have done? Um, Yeah, I mean, this is one of those rare horrors where no one dies, question mark? Ambiguous at the end there? Um... I could I beat my mother to death with a pipe? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. I feel like we we've had a similar discussion where where like you said you loved your mother but you like wouldn't hesitate to put her down if she was a zombie. 100%. Yeah. See you, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I think I would be pushing for a home a lot faster. Um, and I also think I would get out of that house a lot faster. So I, I think I'd survive. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, it's I love my mom, but um, you know, even recently we've been talking with her about, hey, you got to make some lifestyle changes because my mom loves to travel the United States in a mm-hmm. pull behind trailer, and yeah. uh, you know, ten years ago that was no problem, but now it's like. If her electric jack is not working for when she like gets to a campground and she's getting ready to set up her trailer and she has to use the crank jack, it's a little harder on her. So it's just one of those things that's like maybe, you know, you sell the trailer and you find like a nice little piece of property you can live in in uh, Arizona or something and you summer here. It's it's the Grand Canyon State. Yeah. What a fucking what a limp nickname for a state. (laughs) I'm sorry. We got the last frontier. Like that's that goes yeah. hard. Or it's, it's rad as shit. Yeah. What is Washington? Ooh, there's a whole list of them. Washington State is the Evergreen State. That's, oh, the Evergreen State, of course. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Virginia yeah. is the mother of presidents. Oh. Utah, the beehive state? Lame. Oh, Get out of here, Utah. Utah. South Dakota, land of infinite variety. That goes hard. (laughs) We're just going to be reading state state facts. That's really selling South Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, North Dakota is called... They they had some top-tier PR people to come in. (laughs) North Dakota is heaven on earth. Jesus Christ. (laughs) New Mexico, land of enchantments. Okay, some of these states, they had yeah. a McKinsey group come in to write their their <laughs> yeah. state nickname. <laughs> then you hit Nebraska, Cornhusker State. No. No, nice. thank you. Missouri, the show me state. Man. Missouri's a sex offender. Missouri's going on a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fucked up name. 
But when, uh, when she's peeling her mom's skin off, all I could think of was like it, the sound effect sounded so much like husking corn. <laughs> I I've been the joke these days with my friends and I has been calling people's feet grabbers. When you see someone's feet, you say, "Ooh, we got your grabbers out, huh?" <laughs> and all I could th- think of when mom was running down, grandma was running to the hallway, and you hear wet feet hitting the floor was <laughs> her daughter being like. Uh oh, mom! You got your grabbers out. <laughs> um, we have kept All these right, people we, here for we far. We gotta too- stop. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> We've kept them here for far too long. Thank you for listening we're, to this episode. We're, if we're a little the, rusty these times, guys. <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, give us a like, five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on the podcasting platform of your choice. The feedback really helps. The episodes that get reviewed or a little just a, a smidge of engagement tend to be our highest performing episodes of the year. And yeah, thank you for listening. We will be back um, talking about Alex Garland's movie, Annihilation. You did. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Good job. <laughs> um, and thank you for listening.